Nitschke Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet in one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I am your host and the middle child, Allegra. I'm Gray. I'm the youngest. I'm Holland, and I'm the oldest. And the snozberries taste like snozberries. Love it. Low-hanging fruit? I don't know. <laughs> Low-hanging snozberry? Um, I mean, in a movie full really of funny. quotes and, like, cultural significance it's like you know you have a lot to choose from yeah, yeah. a lot, lot of options there's a, a lot, lot of options, options. <laughs> it would have been really funny if I, you had then just grabbed my face <laughs> and intensely been like we are the dreamers <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh i once again had to watch this movie in two parts just because of my inability to stay up late. Um, <laughs> but again, no effect on the the watchability or Sit whatever. There. That was affected in its own right. Um, it's also like, this is a long movie. An hour 40? I honestly thought it went by way faster than I remember it feeling... It felt, I yeah. feel like it felt longer when you were, when we were kids. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I remember like, it I guess like the lead up takes a lot longer. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Third. I think it took, uh, no, it was almost halfway throughout the movie before they step inside. Yeah. It's like 35 minutes until Charlie gets the golden ticket. And then even that, I mean, then yeah, grandpa a has while. a song and then, <laughs> <laughs> but then once they're at the factory, it speaks Then it by. zooms by. Yeah. 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 We'll I'm get doing. into it. What are we watching today, guys? Uh, today we... we're watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Supposed, that's Willy Allegra's Wonka. line. Oh, my bad. Holland. Jesus, Holland. You would <laughs> constantly steamrolling me, trying I know. to get I mean, center spotlight. Maybe if you just had a little bit more involvement in this podcast, you'd remember <laughs> how this goes. My bad, guys. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm dropping the ball. Like, I'll do better next time. Sometimes I feel like you do so little that each week you show up and you forget how this runs. Yeah. Like, every week. Pretty presumptuous that we're immediately just going to give you a next time. Um, I'm so sorry, Allegra. Please take it away. Great. Thank you so much. Listen, sidebar and Holland, you don't have to include this, but great. I value you. I appreciate you. You're my... You're my, my rock. Aegeus shield. You're my rock. You're my rock. You're my muse. You are the thing that keeps me going to this podcast. <clears throat> Holland, just be quiet real quick. Allegra, take it away, please. Thank you so much. Holland, do better. So this episode we will be watching uh the 19 something something uh Wonka in the chocolate factory <laughs> oh oh we're allowed to speak now <laughs> some of us are <laughs> holland is that a hand raised holland can you raise your hand in the zoom um <laughs> yeah can you get that emoji up please yeah <laughs> so you can silently let us know when you want to speak raise your hand <laughs> Um, oh. I edit this podcast. I can make you guys look a lot worse. Than I was no, I literally, I was literally about to say, Holland is mad because it's the first time she ever gets picked on ever, and I'm now she's mad. she's being sassy. Oh my god, Holland, stop hitting me! Jesus yeah. Christ! I'm now cutting Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw. <laughs> Ring. 
ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Can you imagine if I'm just like, wow, Holland, you really are the best and not the worst. Like, it's like chopped up. <laughs> wow, Holland, I really love I you. I really value you. You are my rock. You Holland. are my yeah. rock. <laughs> you are my rock. Holland. <laughs> it's just me saying Holland. They can't, people can't tell the difference between our voices anyway. I know. I get so many comments flooded saying, which one's you? Which one's Allegra? And I'm like, guys, you just have to really get versed to know our sensibilities. And then you'll be able to distinguish the three of our voices. Because I know it's tough. Do you, want so, to tell, do you want to tell the people what we, what this season is all about? What the show is all about? Nah. Um. It's different. <laughs> Keep up. Start with the hot chick. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and this is the last round of this mini season. I just yeah, want to, I do I want to point that out. So this is Allegra's True. final movie to count for her score. Yeah. Um, and then comes me, and then we end with Holland, and then we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to do the next season that's going to be about as long. I think we're going to introduce... Our first theme of the year, I think, next season. We'll we'll double check. We'll double check. We'll figure out when we start. Um, Not to be presumptuous, but I have been thinking about. Possible- you say presumptuous. Presumptuous, <laughs> yeah. I think, is what she said. Yeah, not to be a presumptuous, um, but I have been considering possible punishments. Should I win, and should Holland lose? Oh, so you are being presumptuous. I said not to be too <laughs> presumptuous. Um, well, to be a well, little presumptuous, right I uh, <laughs> have not considered that in the slightest. And as you can tell, based on the way last season ended, I probably need to prepare. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Let me give a little summary. The world is astounded when Willy Wonka, for years a recluse in his factory, announces that five lucky people will be given a tour of the factory, shown all of the secrets of his amazing candy, and one will win a lifetime supply of Wonka chocolate. Nobody wants the prize more than young Charlie, but as his family is so poor that buying even one bar of chocolate is a treat, buying enough bars to find one of the five golden tickets is unlikely in the extreme. But in movie land, magic can happen. Oh, really? Charlie, along <laughs> with four somewhat odious other children, get the chance of a lifetime and tour of the factory. Along the way, mild disasters befall each of the odious children. But can Charlie beat the odds and grab the brass ring? What? What? <laughs> I mean, I think that is an expression, but it's very strange. <laughs> Thank you, Rick Munoz, for... Can we please take a look at his IMDb Yep, I'm promo? already going there. <laughs> this is my new favorite our segment. New, yeah, our, our new segment. <laughs> our new segment, who the hell wrote this? Um, I am DB. So... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I am database-based? I don't know. Um... So he has done 12 titles, the highest of which, the highest rated of which is Willy Wonka. Wait, what's going on? Rating. There we go. User rating. Number one, 
At a 7.8 is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, let's see here. Number two, never heard of it. The Name of the Rose. Number three. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Number three, 1981's Gallipoli. Number four, 1994's The Stand. And then at number five, we have 16 Candles. So I have heard of that. Um, <laughs> let's jump down a little bit to the next one I know. Number seven, Revenge of the Nerds. At 6.6. Uh, some, uh, Chevy Chase this movie. Sounds a little Feels boring. Like if looks could not kill. Of our generation. It's yeah, all. Like a dad. It's all. Everything is basically seventies through the early nineties. Yeah. And he um, found IMDb. I don't know. Not quite well, as good as Anthony Pereira. So. I mean, he's still the goat. I mean, well, dude, but hold on. We have to remember he has done three hundred and sixty-nine reviews. I love it, and these are just his top three: <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, The Matrix, Matrix one episode, one episode of, of the Drake and Josh <laughs> television program. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, no one's topping that. <laughs> I dare I, you to try. What episode of Drake and Josh do we remember? It's called The Bet. Let me read the synopsis real quick. Please do. <laughs> Who will last longest away from his addictions? Drake off junk food or Josh off video games? The bet is on and Megan intervenes to make sure that losers dye their hair pink. Okay. That's the Spoiler, best episode of Drake and Josh. They both dye their hair pink in the end. I think I do vaguely remember that. I don't. That just seems like such a, a boilerplate. Oh, wait. Do we want to read... Anthony Pereira's storyline because that was just the tag yes. at the top. We have to read yes. Anthony's. Um, yeah, what does what our boy Anthony say? Drake and Josh make a bet to swear off junk food and video games. Megan makes both of them swear to dye their hair pink. When Drake and Josh's mom and dad discover them making a bet, they both make a bet as well. When things get really crazy, Drake and Josh can't hold on to their bet much longer and decide to break it. Oh, not as exciting. And very. This is the best episode of Drake and Josh. Uh, Wait, guys, guys, guys. This is pretty. Conspiracy, I don't know. But the number, like, you know how when you go on IMDb, they give you, like, one piece of trivia when it when to click into the trivia bit, but it gives you one, like, preview? Yeah. Do you know what the preview is for the trivia on this Drake and Josh episode? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end of the episode, Josh dresses up as Willy Wonka from the film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He also eats part of the chocolate cup like Wonka does in the film. What? Wow. <laughs> so this was Bringing not... it back. Pereira Gate. not a tangent. Pereira Gate. relevant side quest of this episode. We did not waste your time, <laughs> listeners. There was some payoff here. And that's why it's the best episode <laughs> of Drake and Josh. Well, well, now that we have circled back to the movie at hand, uh, should we... Pre-watch? So we said or... 1971. Yes, we were all negative. Get to the release. Yeah, I was negative. How old were our parents? Uh, Mom six was... and five? five? Five and four. So this is a movie they grew up with. Yeah. 
And speaking of, I did get texts from both of them. I have not read Moms yet. Wow, it's that's very long. long. Say the heart, say the emojis. Okay. Oh wow, that so this is Mom. Oh wow, that was my childhood. Purple heart, red heart, orange heart, yellow heart. I love ye that movie. Gene Wilder is an absolute genius. The music is epic. The grandparents in their living room beds always freaked me out as a kid. Ha ha. When I was young, that's what freaked her out in this movie. (laughs) Not the spooky tunnel. When I was young, they actually sold those Wonka bars when the movie came out, and our frenzy to have a golden ticket was real. When this movie would come on TV once a year when I was growing up, we would be so excited. It was like an event. I love everything about this movie. It's perfect. I definitely remember watching this with you when you were kids. We had it on VHS. When I was older, a kind of edgy band came out called Veruca Salt, and I always thought that was hilarious. Let's just say I've called a few people Veruca over the years, and it's not a compliment. I want a golden egg, Daddy! Anyway, I won't write a novel (laughs) after she has written a novel. Um, Dad's is a little more brief. But still excited. There are there is an exclamation point. Good. Um, I loved that one. That's the exclamation point. Gene Wilder was fantastic. Scary at first, but the man at the end. The the man was in quotes. Rags to riches for a sweet family. I still never understood why everyone slept in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the Candyman <laughs> song too. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, definitely a movie from our parents' childhood. But yeah, we definitely had this on VHS. Heavy rotation. I, st- I can still picture the VHS cover in my yeah, mind. Yeah, same. Um, and yeah, we watched this movie a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. I remembered a lot of this movie. I want the world. <laughs> I want the whole world. Yeah, I, I really noticed that she is the only kid who got a full singing a part. Song. I think it's because she was the best, hands down, the best child actor in that movie. And she got a yeah. banger song. Yeah. Her song was yeah. always my favorite. Um, I have a, I did, okay, this is weird. Um, but part of me thought, like, this little child, Veruca Salt, kind of looks like what Gray and Meg's future child would look like. It's just because her hair was gotten wavy. Gross. <laughs> My our kid's hair is gonna be so curly. Are you kidding yeah. me? I'm offended. I d- are you offended? I do. She was a very and I'm dropping I my score. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to circle back to hair though, because uh, I had some notes on just yes. the hair in this movie in general. Yes. Um. The badness of it all, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Pre. Should we get into pre-watch? Um. Is that what goes next? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do pre-watch. Everyone, everyone's seen this movie. Send in your pre-watch notes for yes. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not Timothée Chalamet's Wonka <laughs> prequel <laughs> bullshit. And not Snowpiercer, but we will get into that. <laughs> Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory pre-watch notes. I know you've seen it. I know you have thoughts. Let us read them next episode. Yes, either email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com or if you don't want to type out a whole thing, you can tweet at it. We're still on Twitter. 
who knows how long it will last, but like we are still on Twitter if it's easier just to tweet at us at Latchkeys. Or take a page out of old leggy big nuts over here, Allegra. I don't know. That really can't. I didn't have <laughs> a follow up. Leggy big nuts. Nope. That's me. Leggy old, big nuts. Old, old leg nuts over here. <laughs> and just do a voice to text. Yes. Yes. All leggy big nuts. <laughs> you can do. You can Instagram DM us a voice memo. Yeah. Um. Do it, or you can just leave a comment on uh any of our on the inst- on the TikTok of this episode. Whatever. However Whatever you wanna, floats your <laughs> you Wonkatania. All right. Um. All right. Who wants to start pre-watch? I can I'll, start. Allegra start. Allegra just drew. <laughs> Is that, is that leggy big nuts? Obviously. <laughs> Allegra just drew her interpretation of what leggy big nuts it's looks not like. It's not finished yet. Let me know if you want me to post it on social media. <laughs> uh, love this movie. Love Gene Wilder. Um, I saw a TikTok last year or so where someone really encapsulated my exact feeling of uh, laundry soup. I feel like I never... <laughs> yes, we gotta talk about it. I feel like I never verbalized the words laundry soup before, but as a child, I remember thinking, is that soup? Is it soup with clothes in it? But also, as soon as, cheer up, Charlie, you fast forward. Yeah. Hard fast True. forward. I do not time. any of the words to that song. Uh, the grandpa was very endearing. Snozberries taste like snozberries. Oompa Loompa men's choir crew. Spooky tunnel. Fizzy lifting drinks. It's unhinged and whimsical and a little scary, and I love this movie. Um, so this beautiful. This is all id notes. Yeah, I didn't write as much just because I feel like because I remembered so much, I really didn't write that much. Um, I said we watched this so much as children. As soon as they get to the chocolate factory, I just know I was in it. Cheer up, Charlie sucks. I always remember enjoying Veruca Salt song the most. Wonka kind of scared me between the weird boat poem and the yelling at the end. Those are all mine. Um, I remembered a little less, but still. Okay. I wrote, or I spoke. Uh, oompa, loompa, doompa do This movie's rad. There's a river of poo. And then I also wrote, come with me. And you'll pee in a world of pure masturbation. No, but for real, all these songs are great. Gene Wilder is such a legend. Rest in peace. I always really, really, really hated the bratty girl. And obviously the boat tunnel scene was terrifying. No doubt about that. Um, Augustus Gloop, was it? And then also Victoria Beauregard, which I realize I got it wrong. Uh... And that bitch that turns into a blueberry, which ends up being Violet yes. Beauregard. I got the names. I got the girls mixed up. Um, and the kid that they get stuck in the TV, which he didn't get stuck, but you know what I mean. That's really all I remembered. I didn't find out that Cheer Up Charlie sucks cause, until it was happening. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I love this watch. Cheer Up Charlie fucking sucks. Um, I want, it's probably just because whenever we watched it, 
either Allegra and I were like, and skip, and you just like never we really heard saved it. You. <laughs> yeah. We saved you. We spared you. Well, I, re- we I mean, when the song was on, I remembered it and was like, yeah. oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> um, but maybe it's not as fresh in your memory. But it's not as fresh in my memory. Good. Yeah. because Also, just because like I didn't watch this movie as much because it's a musical. But I still obviously remember it, have memories of it and us watching it. But, uh, yeah, it's not yeah. quite as clear. This is one of those movies that was like, it definitely got phased out by the time I was a little bit more developed in the brain. True. That's um, fair. So, with that being said, let us delve into the scores. Another sacrifice of... We don't want to watch this anymore, so Gray won't watch this anymore. <laughs> yep, exactly. Basically. Um, okay. Nostalgia. I have a nine. I, I also have a nine because I did remember most of it. And it's also just so it's... saturated in pop culture. Yeah, it's hard to that not it's remember. Yeah, it's hard to not. I mean, the fact that one of the few things I didn't remember was that fucking song kind of helps and sure i wasn't super clear on the names but i was close enough Um, also one of the biggest memes of like the early 2000s comes from this movie yeah yeah like the the, yeah that wonka yeah sassy little wonka yeah i think and snozberries tastes like snozberries the cat yeah and the i think most of what i didn't remember were just like some of those like little vignettes like from the when like they're on Wonka Watch and all of those like yeah. little asides. All the bits? Yeah, There's all the so little... many bits yeah. in the first half There's of the movie. There's so many yeah. bits in the movie. Um, They're good bits, though. Yeah. Yeah, the, the fucking newscaster really made me laugh. Um, <laughs> the lady who's like... The lady who's husband. Oh my god, she was <laughs> such a bad actor. It was crazy. Um, okay, that puts us perfectly uh, into sit- the sit-through ability. What was your sit-through ability? nine nice oh (laughs) what do you have i have a six oh interesting i I had a hard time getting through the first half of this movie that's fair like a very hard time getting through the first half and then the second half while more enjoyable was very much like uh, i'm having trouble keeping up um anyways yeah, I think my honestly, this is one of those cases where like my nostalgia brain is also probably affecting the sit through ability, and that's perfectly because okay. like we we watched it so much that I was just like, uh huh, and now this happens, and now this. It was just like, be, yeah, I didn't honestly, get bored because I was just like, I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Type of that's thing, what's you know what refreshing I mean? about watching a lot of these movies with Meg, who does not have as, you know ingrained of a connection to she doesn't like, have that bias movies yeah. and pop culture and stuff to where like she has a very limited goggle for nostalgia you know like yeah it's very few things that she kind of gets that way with so when we do watch movies like this where i'm like it's a classic and she's maybe only seen it like once or twice as a kid um, and obviously is like aware of its existence, but isn't like, you know, yeah, it, deep into the lore. She like, it kind of helped me realize I'm like, oh yeah, 
that was the nostalgia kind of driving this forward. Whereas, you know, in, you know, our Lord's year of 2023, um, it's not quite as grabbing for me. That's fair. Did Meg but hey, like it? Convince me otherwise. Um, she, <laughs> it was fine. I think she thought it was fine. But I'm, uh, I'm also open to, to moving that up if you, uh, you know, say the right things. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriate for children, I also have a nine. Okay. I have an eight. It's like, which I also think is fair. And we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah we'll get into it. I mean, the boat tunnel scene, like, scarred me. I, like, yeah. it kept yeah. me from going back yeah. to this movie multiple times. That's that actually really fair. That's that's Same. actually really fair. Honestly, seeing Honestly, a centipede Slugworth. Cross face ruined yeah, my life. maybe Slugworth is all. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll, let's hold we'll, on. We'll see. We'll see. I'm like I'm doing a maybe symbol next to my appropriate score, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel by the time we talk through. The spooky yeah, I mean, hey, here's the thing. Gonna... Yeah, I mean, sl- the Slugworth freaked me out, and I don't think I ever like remembered or really had the the attention span that towards the end of the movie i was like oh wait he's a good guy that never connected with me as a kid (laughs) i only ever got that like upon watching it a little bit later in life um the tunnel scene was terrifying and also just kind of the overall like sinister vibe you get was just unsettling not saying really they really like set him up as being extremely sinister. Like, the music they play every time he shows up. He's got a scar across his face. Yeah. Oh, no, I was talking about Willy Wonka being sinister. Um, Oh, that's also true. Yeah, he's also sinister. Yeah, but, again, it's still an 8 out of 10. Like, it's a kid's movie. It was meant for kids. And, like, it's fun. I Again, I do think it's going to be hard for, like, today's children to be able to stay latched on to this movie because of the first half. That doesn't mean that it's inappropriate. It's just, as we get into our next score, a little bit dated in that sense. So with that being said, what is your holdup score? I have a seven. Seven. Okay, I have a six, but it's flexible. Yeah, I feel like... like, It's very dated. I agree with you. It's very dated, especially in the beginning. It's very dated. And that definitely brought it down. And also just, like, the fact that it was made in 1971, like, watching... I'm, like, I am curious to know how things looked on your, like, AI screen when I grew up. Because even on my TV, I was, like, wow, the production... Like, I remember being a little more wowed by this, like, initial, like, we're in the big candy room. I like I had way more wowed the same by that exact thought. I had the same exact thought that I was like, wow, I'm very underwhelmed. When he's sitting in the bushes of the teacups, you can just tell all the other ones around him are so fake and, like, fake 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 looking and then there's like the one he's supposed to eat like uh he was like that. not supposed to eat that that was not edible oh really? it was made, was made out made of wax, wax. <laughs> he wasn't supposed they weren't planning on that he just did that interesting but anyway but like still you could still tell that that one looked a lot different it was the one he was supposed to pick up the rest of them yeah yeah like th- little things like that I, but it was just like or like when he's kicking those movie... balloons and you can very clearly tell that they're balloons yeah, this definitely holds up. I think it holds up better watching it on a VHS tape. I will say. Just because of, like, 
Like, this movie was not meant to be watched on the high-quality screens we have today. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, I think it... I bet you anything, though, that given that it was all practical... A lot of it still looks a lot better than the fucking Tim Burton. Oh, I agree. Like, I agree Johnny with that. Depp CGI monstrosity. I challenge you. I mean, I've seen it. We've maybe all seen it. Like we technically could maybe watch it on the pod later. Yeah, I we, think we could. Be, it yeah, it totally qualifies. Good. We're watching yeah. the original now, so it's now opened up to be able to introduce the. Even though it's not a sequel, it's a remake, and I think that counts. Um, totally. we also could have watched it first too, because it's whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I would agree. like to challenge that, um, just for the sake of the challenge. Uh, not that I, I see. disagree, but I would like to, I would genuinely like to see if it holds up better. Um, even though it would be all a lot more CGI and less practical, but again, I have one challenge for you on this one. The elevator over the town. Oh my god, you could totally Not great. tell it's just like something on a string. It's something on a string that's superimposed <laughs> like over in front of a really shaky helicopter aerial footage. Yeah. That aerial like footage was Mike... making me like almost sick. It was so yeah, choppy. But when Mike TV is in the TV and he's just like standing in front of a screen of his mom's face. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, he's not in the... I'm like... I would believe I could suspend my disbelief of that specific shot more if he had still been in the TV, but at that point he had like already jumped out of it. Where I was like, "Oh, this is awkward." Yeah. Um, but it's just like a lot. It's just like this movie's from 1971. It's like, from 1971. Gonna... This is pre Star Wars. They hold up pretty well, but like, yeah, yeah. It's there are just some there are many parts of it not even just like the special effects part of it but just like the filmmaking techniques you know the way people speak like it's just it is of its time. Let me and also I'm gonna just really that, quickly go through. Yeah. I'm gonna really quickly go through uh, some of the movies that came out in 1971 just to give you an idea of like what the the limit could be for practical or even you know alternatively generated effects special effects mm-hmm. um i didn't see it at least movie version i've only seen it as a play but fiddler on the roof um diamonds are forever and that's a lot of pretty good practical effects but it had a much bigger budget um same with dirty harry clockwork orange and clockwork orange yeah. had really good practical effects I'm really curious to hear about the budget of this movie because if it has a, if it had a relatively small budget, that honestly, I mean, I would give more kudos because um, they still did. Do you guys want to make? Do you guys want to make estimates now and then I'll tell you later how close you guys well, both I were? I don't have a concept don't know of what, what money means in 1971. Just, no just, clue. just throw it out. Who how, cares? Tell me how much the James Bond movies. Budget oh yeah, was. tell yeah. Okay. Diamonds are forever 1971 budget. It was 7.2 million dollars. Okay, I'm gonna guess. And it grossed 116 million. Fuck. I would say this was maybe four, one million, two million. Holland's gonna go four. Allegra is gonna go two. Okay, I'll let you guys know at the end of the episode. Um, Okay. 
Um, last so last score, score followability. I have an eight. Oh. <laughs> I had a four. Wow. Because again, I was like, I know what's going to happen because I've seen it, but it's very choppy. The setup. Oh, just things just kind of happen this whole movie. And it's because I I think it's because they're adapting a book into a movie. A lot of rewrites were made. They turned it into a musical. um, And then it just kind of occurs. It's really choppy. It ends so abruptly. Like, it just yeah, goes like, and end. it's it over. And you're like, abruptly. holy shit. Okay. So, um, I don't think it's quite four. I don't think it's a four. But I will say, it was it was a little difficult to follow. I did read the book as a kid, but it's been a really long time. I, think, I only read it like one. I think the glass elevator part, the glass elevator part happens like, at a, it doesn't end with the glass elevator, I think, or I, I can't I exactly remember. remember. Um, I it might have. I'm realizing I don't know if I've ever read a Roald Dahl book. I've just so, seen the movies. I think, I think technically I've only read this one, and I didn't even. I had it read to me when I was in, like, my teacher in fourth grade read this book to us. Okay. I've read a graphic novel interpretation of the witches, but not actually the Roald Dahl witches. When I was in elementary school, yeah, Roald Dahl was my favorite. He was my favorite author, and I read every Roald Dahl book that our library had. Oh. So I was a big R.D. fan. <laughs> and the thing about him is that, like, not – he's, he's like, one of those who's, like, I don't know. I don't, like, specifically write books – for children in the way that people think traditionally like they are weird they are dark they don't always have like a moral at the end Mm -hmm. you know he's he was kind of just like a weird guy and he made weird books and I think that's why it really resonated with me um I really liked this sort of fucked up shit these kids would get have to go through yeah I mean Allegra (laughs) we were cartoon we were cartoon network kids exactly Yeah, yeah so when you say appropriate for children and there's the spooky tunnel and Slugworth and it was very scary to me it's like yeah but like the kids who liked Raw Doll were kind of into like the horror aspects of it it's not necessarily inappropriate for children even if it did give me nightmares it's like <laughs> I don't know just because something gives you nightmares as a kid in children's media does that mean it's inappropriate because that's sometimes part of the fun because people like scary movies yeah. Yeah, true. I don't like scary movies. But I I <laughs> so told I'm not taking away from what you're saying at all. Yeah. Um, Cuz it's not like, oh, I saw a titty too young and that's traumatizing. <laughs> it's like, no, this like it was weird, but, but I kind I do, of appreciate its weirdness. But I do think the scariness in this movie, I think you probably do need to give a disclaimer if you for kids just so they know what they're like or to parents to who yeah. know what their kids can handle scariness wise yeah i think like that's kind of where i think the point detraction comes i from listen me. i okay, totally Allegra, absolutely Allegra. agree that it is not a perfect 10 um yeah i just yeah i just want to remind you in that vein while i don't disagree with what you're saying uh jumanji 
Yeah. You were like, yeah. I didn't watch this movie because it freaked me out. No, yeah. And so I'm not trying to say it's it's a perfect 10. Like, there's a there's a clip of a chicken literally getting its head chopped off with yeah. a cleaver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not a perfect 10. <laughs> and um, I, all of us agree that the spooky, scary tunnel, we'd either have to fast forward through it or it would literally stop us from continuing the movie or watching the movie at all at times. Yes. I do remember. Yeah, I, I have we, a we did fast physical memory. Yeah, I have a very, like, clear memory of fast forwarding that scene. Um. But, okay, well, let's get into it. And I actually want to start with that scene because it made me laugh that (laughs) um, it made me laugh that fucking this is just in his factory (laughs) for him. So it's just like he has all of this stuff for just himself and the Oompa Loompas as a part of their day to day. And these people just happen to be seeing it today. Like, I'm just imagining, like, you know, it's like a Tuesday at, like, 10.30 a.m. And Wonka's looking at his half-cut-off schedule for the day. And he's like, oh, shit. I got to go over to the inventing room today for, like, an hour and a half. So I'm going to have to just have a quick psychotic break on a rowboat for a couple of minutes. And then I'm there. And then I'm ready to create. And that's just, like, his way of getting to the next part of his factory. That's just there. Like, do, do you think he needs to go through that psychedelic experience I think in order so. to, invent. like, invent and to, like, stimulate the creative juices of his mind to be yes. like, gotta go through this life-altering tunnel, and then I'll be, then my mind will be so scrambled that I will make, I, I think that's his, like, Wim Hof breathing technique. Yeah, that's his process. Yeah, that's his process. That's what I'm saying. I love that this is just there. Like, he has to walk in, go into this weird, cramped, like, triangular room, get turned around. Like, funhouse room. Yeah, go into the door, and then it's the, like, forced perspective room. And then he opens it, eats some fucking candy grass, (laughs) and then has, like, like, a meltdown. And then he's just like, the juices are flowing. Yeah. He's like, I'm warmed up. Let's get to it. I'm going to yeah. go invent that everlasting gobstopper, bitch. Yeah, like, like oh, It dude. always looked so good to me as a kid. I it know. Always, even it was so weird. My, it would be so hard to eat. It would look like it hurt my mouth. What is the name of that one Pokemon? Like, Poly... <laughs> Porygon 2. No, Porygon 1 is the blockier one. Porygon uh porygon that's exactly what it looks like to me as a, a porygon <laughs> mixed with those weird highlighters uh. where it was one highlighter but it was like three to four different colors and so it had the yes. weird shape it's like oh, a mix yeah, yeah, between yeah. a porygon and those highlighters and that's what the everlasting gobstopper it's like, like a regional variant of porygon um also you just yeah i will say though this movie did really make me want chocolate. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. the opening, I remember always being, like, transfixed that was, by that chocolate factory. That was the Toblerone factory in uh, Switzerland? Where are they from? Oh, but that cool. was the that, that was filmed in the actual Toblerone factory. Amazing. It's, it's just great. And we are immediately like, man, we should watch How Does It Get Made so that we can keep watching. Not How Does It Get Made, like, it's How It's Made. How it's made. How it's made. Yeah. 
how um, it's made. But and I then, like, agree. all the chocolate from the actual candy shop, I'm like, I want all of it. Like, that first thing, that first candy bar that Charlie buys, like, in when he finally the gets the... The scrum diddly bar? Yeah. Yes, the scrum diddly bar looks fucking bomb. Oh, <laughs> I haven't eaten yet today. I want candy. Um, also, okay, speaking of the different types of Wonka candies, did you also, as a kid... On his birthday, when his grandpa gives him that, like, moon pie thing. Yeah. Were you also like, that's not the right one? Yes. Like, it yes. has to be in the Wonka bar. Like, what do you... Oh, my like, God. Obviously, you he's not going to get it. You wasted <laughs> yeah. your money on this fucking thing. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I've thought that. I'm like, yeah. time and time again, we have seen you open the Wonka bar. Yeah. And then for his... When he goes in and he gets the fucking... Long bitch. First of all, that's the Candyman's fault (laughs) for being like, of course, every single kid wants the Wonka bar, and you're giving him the fucking. No, no, no. This was after they thought the fifth ticket had already been. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. And he's like, "How? Like, would you like a scrum to Liamshus bar?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll take that." And he just popping him in his mouth like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot that this is a Candyman. This is a candy stand podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we stand the Candyman. Okay. Although. <laughs> okay, tangent. I had never heard of the movie The Candyman before, and I remember being like a tween and being like, I want to watch something on TV. Oh, Candyman. I love that song. <laughs> and I start the movie. It's halfway through or wherever, and it's fucking. I was like, Aunt Hilda, right? Which, which one's the. I don't know. I've never seen Candyman. One of Sabrina's aunts is like talking to a little boy, and she's like, What happened? And it's like the scene where he's describing like a little kid's entire like decimated corpses found in a park bathroom and i'm like this is not what i thought it would be <laughs> like turn the movie off and run next door to because dad's dad was at tom's and i was like i can't be alone in the house right now uh, no, 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 no. oh poor thing that is so tragic and hilarious See, last, we were left alone at home to our own devices and sometimes it was traumatizing <laughs> Uh, if dad had been in the room while I'm like, I'll watch The Candyman. What a delightful sounding movie. He probably would have been able to be like, no, 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 no. I need a red interference on this. Oh, man. Oh, poor um, baby leg rat. But like. But anyway, I was going to say, this Candyman song at the beginning could be read as really creepy. Yeah, it <laughs> could be. Candyman. But here's the thing. I think. It could go one of two ways. So they, first of all, we live in a world where there is a candy manufacturer being treated as like a celebrity, eccentric bachelor, like almost like, (laughs) almost like a, like pre 2020 Elon Musk type. Yeah. Before yeah. the majority of the world turned on him in the public eye. And it was still kind of like, it was mostly just edge lords who were like really fawning over him. But for the most part, everyone was like, yeah, it's like that fucking guy. He's a little weird. Yeah. He's, a he's super rich and he's doing like cool things. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But instead. That's a really good comparison. But instead we get Nestle. That's our reality <laughs> that we live, which is just an Hershey. evil corporation actively doing harm to the world um but 
I like to think again, that Willy Wonka I'll, is a Quaker. <laughs> so, I but again, I want to I want to paint the picture of this Candyman. So we live in a world where like that is like the world celebrity is yeah. Wonka, and not only that, they live in the town where the factory is. So being yeah. a Candyman is like being this almost like a, a pr- like a preacher to the gospel of candy a community staple yeah so with that being said with this being you know this equivalent of like a preacher he's definitely fucking those kids oh my god <laughs> <laughs> mixes it with love and makes How the world taste good dare you <laughs> Wow, that, that really came to me. That really came to me, like as I was saying it too. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but he's not that good at singing. The song's great, but the the song's doing the legwork yeah. here. He was not really that, uh, moving that thing along. I believe the song, the Candyman, that became like an international hit, was sung by that guy from the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr. Guy? Correct. Okay. Uh, so, some dude. Me. Some guy. <laughs> I Literally, I couldn't even remember Frank Sinatra's name in, at the moment. I was like, um, I, I, he was very famous. <laughs> so, actually, Sammy Davis wanted to play the Candyman to sing mm. that song. Because I think he just loved the song. Um, but the director, maybe it was the producers, it. were like, eh, that would be too kind of like kitschy. To have like a big celebrity, like right, like the first the song Candyman. of the movie, like they like so they 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 declined that offer because they're like I think it would just like distract from the movie. But he released his version of the Candyman in like conjunction with the movie, and ended up being mm-hmm. like he sang it at every one of his concerts. So like yeah, it, he's very well known movie, for it. And if this movie had been if. Like, if that had been an offer today, they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> be the opening song, famous I know. person. <laughs> Seriously. So, God. a while ago, I did end up reading the Wikipedia of just this song. This Candyman song has its own wiki. And it did say that, like, Sammy Davis Jr. did get a little annoyed about how this was his biggest song of his entire career. Mm. But, like, he appreciates that it means so much to so many people who grew up with it. I will say, yeah, the Oompa Loompas are probably the most yeah. problematic part. That was another the... thing detracting from my doesn't hold up. Where it's I'm like, mm-hmm. even more problematic very... in the book, you guys. Oh, I remember. Very, like, white savior oh my slash, God. but I'm still going to make well, you work for it's me. Like, hey, guys, like, guys, you know, yeah. you know what the Shalomit prequel is about, right? <laughs> Timothy. It's about him finding the Oompa Loompas. It's about him discovering the Oompa Loompas. Loompa Land. And okay. uh, mind you, mind you, the Oompa Loompa. You know who he, who they're played by, or who, who it's played by. Hmm. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. What? <laughs> I learned this yesterday. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh fucking Grant. Fucking. He's Grant. all of the Oompa Loompas. Well, he's Hugh Grant. He's Oompa Loompa. I don't know. It doesn't say the Oompa Loompas. It doesn't give a specific name. It just says Oompa Loompa. And all I know is the story will focus specifically on a young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. So this movie's going to be a fucking 
chaotic and I'm gonna see it. It's I'm really I can't wait to see it. Because um, <laughs> in the books, it's like vaguely India. Lupa Land is somewhere in like the middle to far east. Yeah, I, remember, like, I do remember there being more Oompa Loompa backstory, but I don't remember what it was. And it's just they're like constantly being eaten by giant monsters and he's like come work for me and it re- it really is just indentured servitude but it's yeah. all like but they like it it's giving they house like elves. they like working yeah, yeah it's exactly like that <laughs> the only thing that i think so far i'm seeing that's redeeming about this movie is that olivia coleman is in it i don't know what movie. i don't know what her role will be cuz she doesn't even have a title yet but she's in it. She's the number four build. It goes. Interesting. It goes Timothy E.E., Hugh Grant, <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, Olivia Coleman, and then Rowan Atkinson. So it's like, okay. This is going to be such a weird movie. Okay, Timothy Chalamet is my age. Yeah. And I'm like, he's too young to own a chocolate empire. And like, I this know it's young. a prequel or whatever. We don't even know if he, like, it's an empire he's yet. Young, it could be startup. All right. He's getting his seed funding. And <laughs> this is Billy Wonka. <laughs> Billy this Wonka. is Billy Wonka. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Billy. <laughs> I've been, so I, I started this movie on Thursday and then I finished it yesterday and the whole time since starting it, I just kept calling it Billy Wanks. Um, <laughs> like, oh, I got to finish Billy Wanks. And the, so when you say Billy Wonka, I'm like, she gets it. Um, this movie made me realize I didn't know what a tinker was. I uh, Just a guy who pushes a cart full of <laughs> knives around. Yeah, I was the like, knives knife and, man? Not only knives, axes. <laughs> Like, it was like knives, like, cleavers, uh, and axes. Did this guy just, 1971? Who just ominously is like, nobody ever comes in, nobody ever goes out. And yeah. he goes, this is a valuable member of my community. <laughs> He's like, the tinker told me this. I'm like, I guess I don't know what a tinker is. I'm like, this guy is is less suspicious than Slugworth. Yeah, seriously. A man with fat stacks. <laughs> yeah, knives, saws, and axes is what I wrote. Just a man with a cart full of them. Um, I'm like, Tinker makes me think of, like, screwdriver, wrench, yeah, saw, <laughs> knives, um, axe. <laughs> so earlier we – so I think earlier we talked about the, the grandparents. Or I think mom mentioned in her notes, you know, it was always – it weirded her out that they all sleep in the same bed. That's yeah. not the Dad weirdest part about that. them. I want to be very yeah, it's clear. Like they've never they, left the bed. It's been 20 years since. No, 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 no. I don't. That's not the weirdest part about them. Forget the bed. The there and shit pots they, that live under the bed. They have. What kind of complex do those grandparents have to have to oh, marry people with say. their same names? Yeah. Joe and Josephina, yeah. George and Georgina, get over yourselves. yeah that was bizarre but i also had a question of like if he had like they specifically say he they have not left the bed for 20 years and i'm like how are we going to the bathroom this is my first question bowls underneath the bed are there literally yes 
They're like bedpans. That means that every time they have to take a dump, they reach under, they bring the bowl up, they defecate in front of their in-laws. In the kitchenette. In the kitchenette. And then they put it back down under and the mom has to throw that shit out. Or Charlie. And do some laundry soup. That is disgusting. Yeah, that's where that laundry soup gets its extra flavor. But also, but meanwhile, Grandpa Joe still gets like tobacco every week. I'm like, this family is struggling. Oh my and god! He's just Wait, now I forgot about, about the fucking the tobacco thing. Is just like, how did he spend tobacco money on chocolate if he doesn't leave the bed? <laughs> I guess this is all just through his the mom. The mom, and they established that like. You mean the Grandpa mom with Joe... the horrible wig? Oh, the horrible wig, horrible. Thirsty also, boy. everybody's hair. Everyone's hair in this movie is thirsty as fuck. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like, I'm like everybody's Charlie, hair. you're 12. Why is your hair so dried out? Yeah, exactly. And stringy and like it looks like it looks like a like a a former football star in the 80s, you know, like his playing days yeah. are behind him. He's still trying to look good with that like sweeping big kind of bully like you know, 70s man hair, but you just see right through. The sun hits right, you see the entire top of the skull. You know, they were still... Baruka's hair, I think, is maybe... Maybe her hair is naturally curly, but it was all brushed out, and it was... Her hair was also not great. Yeah, the... Okay, whenever... I was, like... For some reason, I always remember being in, like... Like, middle school, I think, is when I finally made the connection of, like, why some girls' hair looked good and soft and shiny and why some looked really bad. And I was like, oh, they're the girls who are brushing when they don't need to brush. Yeah, that was me. I was My hair was way too fluffy and poofy in high yeah. school because I was, like, brushing my hair out. And that's what and hers looked like. Yeah. That's, and that's when I hair. learned not to brush my hair, but to comb it when it's wet and let it dry naturally. And that I was a big lesson. I didn't even do that. And Veruca Salt I... was like, yikes. And Charlie. Yeah. The only, one, the only Honestly, kid with good hair was uh, TV. Violet. I was going to say Augustus Gloop. I thought Violet. Well, his was hair. like heavily gelled down. Gloops. But I think that's better than the frizz. No, yeah, but I'm saying control. naturally. Actually, yeah, you're right. Violet and Mike had like good, shiny, clean hair without yeah, it being yeah. like obviously product down. Uh, I'm looking at a group of all of, or like a shot of all of them. I mean, Gene Wilder, poor guy, always had that. Every movie Charlie. I've seen, his hair's thirsty as hell. Yeah. Um, also, most of the movies I've seen, he has to wear a hat half the time. So then when he takes it off, it's pretty rough. Um, but. Anyway, I think we're spending too much time on the hair. Even okay. though I know I'm the one who brought it up. <laughs> uh, ah, okay. Can we talk about this Charlie's fucking teacher who's horrible? Oh, oh God. Yeah, hated dude. hated that teacher. His face is so punchable. Yeah. Like, he is so like snarky and like terrible coming for charlie for no reason and he like lets the whole class leave when they learn about this chocolate nonsense 
I just yeah, I found it. I found him. This guy doesn't give a fuck. He's like yeah. And also, everyone in this town. He, seems he to just be- got tenured. <laughs> it's like Charlie's like the only poor kid in town, and everyone just fucking does not give a shit. He's just like, how much? How much chocolate did you buy, Charlie? Two. So two hundred. No, just two. Two. I can't do two. I'm like, you're a fucking teacher. You should know how to do two. He's just like, you poor piece of shit. It's like you didn't even want the golden ticket. Yeah. Um, I hated this dude. Okay, so this was a big thing that I didn't really understand. So before the factory tour, before it comes in, there seems to, like, they build up, like, a really, they really build up the mystery behind the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. And then the reveal is like pretty lackluster and then it's never focused on again. <laughs> like it was so like it was brought up a lot. Like I didn't know that the 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 mystery of the factory wasn't I thought it was more like of Willy Wonka and not about who works there and all this. And then as uh, soon as yeah, it's revealed yeah, it's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's those guys." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> okay. And you're like, "Oh, so that's it?" Okay. Like, okay. Because then the rest of the movie is not focused on them, other than when they come in and sing. Um, yeah, I guess it's just like true. it's part of the lore. I don't know. The movie starts off with like, "How does he do it?" And he's like, "Do you ask a fish how it can swim?" And it's like, "All right, so you don't know because Willy Wonka is <laughs> a genius, and like Willy Wonka invents, and he's esoteric, and no one in town works at the factory. So how does he do it?" I think yeah. it's just a piece of the. Willy Wonka lore mystery? I know, I just... I don't think they delivered on that super strong. Um, and I want to say, speaking of, like, the singing, um, this is my kind of musical because <laughs> we were... There was about 35 minutes into the movie by the time the second song came out. Yeah, it's spaced out. It's very well spaced out. And then I just think, yeah, I liked it because it was like, there were songs. There was probably what? Like, if we consider all of the Oompa Loompa songs one song, because they basically are. um, There were like, what, eight songs in this movie? Maybe fewer? Cheer Up Charlie, Pure Imagination, We'll Just Count All Oompa Loompas. Um, I Want It All. I Want It I want it all, and then I think that's it. That's my kind of yeah, that's that my is, kind of I musical. That is it. Yeah. That's my kind and of musical. Thirty second Oompa Loompa morality tales. For yeah. Child. <laughs> With where there's like a little bit of fat shaming going on. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't believe that. Movie. I can't believe that Augustus Gloop is what was considered fat back in the seventies. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, like... Oh, I got a golden ticket. The grand Oh, I got a golden... Obviously, I got a golden ticket. Oh, there we go. Um, The Wondrous Boat Ride. (laughs) That's a song? I guess he does kind of technically sing And they certainly show no signs of slowing! I want that on repeat. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, this time around, I love that part of the movie. Yeah. Genuinely. It was so unhinged. Yeah. Oh, Gene Wilder, you guys. Gene Wilder's Gene so... fucking Gene, Wilder. He's so good. <sighs> he's one of he my all-time favorite actors. Everything. Like, he's seriously. He's he was absolutely... He was I think he magical. was the perfect 
casting yes. for that character in, and I feel like the whole movie was very in the spirit of Roald Dahl. Yes. And I think Gene Wilde definitely, like, carried that through. It almost feels like a Jack Black School of Rock moment where it's like, who else who could have done it? Who yeah. else could have been able to pull yeah. this shit off? True. I know. It's part of... What sure as shit not Johnny Depp. Listen, I hated that movie <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. for a billion reasons. I billion, liked billion, that billion, movie. Billion. And honestly, from what I can remember, I think Johnny Depp did a good job. It was definitely a different interpretation of this movie. It was definitely like... It was Tim Burton. So it was a Tim Burton yeah. onified. But I remember liking it. I remember thinking I... it was he was very funny. He was good at being like sassy and sarcastic. But like obviously... Gene Wilder takes the cake. I'm not. I'm not. It's just it's seen, it's apples to oranges. I, I haven't seen Charlie I, and the Chocolate Factory. I cannot movie disagree in a really with, long time. So here I we go. Know. Hey, I cannot disagree with you even harder than that, Gray. I, wow. We'll get into it if we ever watch that movie. But yeah, I we'll see. Hated that movie. I liked better Charlie. Much better Charlie. Much better Oompa Loompa songs. Because they actually change things around. Um, because of the, um, you know, advancements and increased budget, I do think that what I can remember of all of the set pieces were really fun. There was more Wong. Yeah, I don't, we'll get, we're not talking about that Wong. I know, movie. I'm just saying, um, I'm just saying. Um, I want to talk about, I, yeah. I loved how petty Violet was with her friend Cornelia and how that kept coming up. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So good. And I feel like even when we're in the factory, when she finds that gum, she's like, gotta tell Cornelia about this. I'm going to be, I'm the first person to have this type of gum or whatever. I thought (laughs) the child actors did a pretty decent job. Yeah. I thought, yeah, they did a good job. I do think uh, Veruca was the best. Yeah. I think Charlie was the weakest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it would go. I mean, Augustus barely Augustus was just in didn't it. really do anything. But like, it goes Veruca, Violet, TV, or would you put TV before? I don't know. TV and Violet were both. Sort of they were like on. I would like just tie them for a second. They were both pretty good. And then I don't even. I won't even then, count Augustus yeah, because he's Charlie. barely. He's there. Yeah, they didn't give him speak. enough. He's the first kid out. Yeah. Um, also, although at the bottom is that one kid who comes in and tells them about the Wonka. Yeah, the guy. He's they put him in two scenes. He's he talks to the Candyman and he talks to the teacher. Like this kid is all about the exposition. Yeah, he wasn't great, but good for you, kid. He looked like um, a child from um, one of those Rankin Bass movies. Um, oh yeah, 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 totally. Um, I just um, I just saw a note that I made that says. The wife whose husband was kidnapped is just Janet Snakehole from Parks and Rec. <laughs> the way she acts, like, the way she spoke is how Aubrey Plaza spoke as Janet Snakehole. Mm. And it was really, really entertaining to watch that scene with that in mind. Um, so you, the epic, epic entrance of Billy Wanks. Oh yeah, you the, know the, the reveal, yeah. and you can see. I don't know if you rewatch it. His cane bends so much so every time much. he's walking on it, like it's about to snap every time, yeah. and that could be just like the cue of like, oh yeah, this isn't how he does things. But obviously, you don't know. 
And then everyone's heard, but if, in case you guys didn't, nobody knew that he was going to do that. Everyone thought like, yep. oh, wait, he's limping? Oh, did did Gene Wilder hurt himself? Like, are we going to have to halt production? Are we just trying this out anyways? And he like he specifically said, like, I'll only do this movie if I can do that. Because I want to create the idea that from the very beginning, you can't trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I've, I've read that. Didn't he also, like, try to not, like, get too close to the kid who played Charlie because he didn't want to... I can't remember. Yeah, not towards... Not until the end of filming when, like, I think the only scenes left were just him and him. That's when they started getting close. And so then they would often have lunch together um, on set and would always end the lunch splitting a chocolate bar. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, he did intentionally keep his distance um, for like the majority of filming because of the same thing. I, I feel like I didn't pick up on every little thing Gene Wilder does in this movie. Like, I feel like there were so many yeah. little moments that I only appreciated now. Totally. Because yes. he does a lot of subtle yes. stuff with Wonka. Like, things that I may have felt like I didn't understand as a kid were, it's, when he meets, like, all the children for the first time in a row, he starts out very hopeful. And by the time he gets to Charlie, he's like, it's going to be one of those fucking days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, okay. And honestly, he was, like, more fed up with the parents almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, especially Violet's dad. Um, and, yeah, then by the time he gets to Charlie, he's like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. And honestly, it could have also <laughs> – that could have been a test because he knew Charlie had the most hope. So he wanted to kind of, like, brush him off to see how he'd respond, all this – I don't know. There's a lot of theories. Um, but his, like – okay, I realized later it was a vest. But when I wrote this, I thought it was his shirt. So dope. Billy oh, Wayne, the floral, the floral yeah. like pink and purple, loved it. I mean, his whole fit is great. <laughs> yeah, whole fit is killer. And I got, I, I have, I have a challenge. Oh, it's it's a proclamation, and I I challenge you guys to prove me wrong. Imagination is the best song out of any musical we've watched for this podcast so far. Yeah. It's Probably. A, it's a really, it's a, I'm just, I'm like, now I'm like, what are the other musicals, musicals that we watched? Gray? Grease 2. <laughs> um, I would say Cheer Up Charlie is maybe better than most songs in Grease 2. Um, better? Yeah. Then besides, maybe Cool Writer is better than Cheer Up Charlie, but like. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them were bad. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants movie was a musical. <laughs> I mean, Colin, what would you rather listen to, um, Stand Out by Powerline or Pure Imagination by Willy Wonka? I mean, that's... Mrs. Doubtfire has a musical number in it. That's a pretty subjective uh, question, but... I don't think I could listen. I think Stand Out has higher re-listenability, but I do... But Pure Imagination is probably still a better... Song? Big Rock Candy yeah, Mountain is a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Pure um, Imagination. Brandy or Cinderella. Um, That's Rodney's The Wedding Singer. I guess. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I'm just going through all of them. Ella Enchanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the goofy movie. Goes, like, a jukebox musical. Pure Imagination think, is just yeah, one of those songs. Yeah, I mean, songs, I think that's like, fair to say. Just c- for all the ones that we watched. In so terms far. of just like pure construction, in terms of like beautiful lyrics. Beautiful lyrics. Know, ma- uh, the the effect just, like, the it has scene. on the scene. Yeah, yeah. On on it, it's also hard to judge because like this the song has had such a big impact on culture. Yeah. Um, like it's like yesterday it's been covered so often. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about the Glee cover? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I was, was honestly pretty yeah, heartbreaking. I mean, one it was of like at a memorial for Sue Sylvester's sister or something. Yeah, it was one of spoiler the spoiler alert for Glee. But listen, Glee was a goddamn fever dream, yeah. and there are points where it makes you question humanity itself, and then there are moments where you're like, that was genuinely very nice. Pure imagination, teenage dream. <laughs> Those are the two that I can pick out from when I watch Glee. Um, well, I'll anywho. just say, hey, I mean, even whatever is left, I, that is my, that is my, like, number one. And maybe another one will That's come fair. along with another musical. But to me, like, I'm thinking, I'm even thinking of, like, any mo- any song from Grease 1, I like Imagination more. Mm-hmm. Grease Lightning is a close second. But anything else, I'm like, mm. I think this song is just so powerful. It's so beautiful. And it has had such, like, there's a reason it's had such a big cultural impact. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. true, true. Um, um, Holland, this is sort of a, like a, a small one, but when he, each time Charlie opens up a chocolate bar and he doesn't get the golden ticket, I'm like, it's chocolate. I was literally <laughs> thinking that when I was watching it this time. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. Sorry, that's a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, reference. If you know, you know. And like, if you don't, you should watch it. I feel like I would not. I would think I would die in that fan with the fizzy lifting drink because I am not good at burping on command. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know. <laughs> I've never known how to burp on command. Yeah, um, even if I've had soda, it would probably take me a bit to try to muster up the ability to burp. I only learned how to burp on command, like, in the past couple of years. I still don't even know if I could really do it. Yeah, I, I I've have, tried. I would Allegra, have, don't. I would You're on a microphone. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but be in that vein, I really want to commend Grandpa Joe. Yeah, he Grandpa is Joe is great. A Homie. boomer. Um, but he's no, he's he, not. He's like my he, silent generation or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying. God, you guys are such millennials. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a boomer is a state of mind at this point. All right. Okay. But sure. he, goddamn, does he live in the moment? You know, like going I on mean, the tour, yeah. just saying fuck it. The the lackadaisical attitude towards the contract. He's like whatever. We got nothing to lose, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah. The boat ride <laughs> kind of fuck it of it all. He was like, meh. Like he was just yeah. like go- he was l- quite literally along for the ride. When we're when we're in the tasting room, I mean, boy, can that dude eat pussy? Um, if you remember, <laughs> there was like a meme of a couple years ago where it said like, "God damn, you know, Grandpa Joe's now. a freak." And it zooms in on what Grandpa Joe is doing when they're like all tasting the wall, and he's just doing like an up and down motion. Like he's not like licking, 
he's like doing like yeah and so it was like god damn grandpa joe a freak um <laughs> i thought you were gonna talk about the coke nail oh wait what hold on willy wonka I'm, no 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 i'm check grandpa the chat check the group chat coke nail Great, you allegra have... already sent it i have not been looking at oh, these messages shit. We don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, no, we know for sure. This is 1971. Grandpa Joe. Oh, it's just his pinkies. It's just his pinkies. Yeah. That's wow. the tell. Great. So that's the little <laughs> leggy big nuts photo. Great. That leggy big nuts photo is so worrying. <laughs> and I'm going to make it your contact photo. <laughs> it's a self portrait. All right. So. This episode has had so many photos in the chat that i probably have to post a whole scroll on instagram well make sure to tag me on leggy big nuts it's an that's an alleg that's a leggy big nuts original can you text that to me so it's on my phone um i wrote a lot of notes um i have a lot of notes um i only have i love that more and this this lends into the uh the conspiracy that Willy Wonka is a serial killer, but it's just the fact that like every time a child is like nearing or encountering death, um, he just plays a predetermined flute noise (laughs) and, or that's a piccolo technically, I think. Um, he just plays that noise and the Oompa Loompas are like, Oh yeah. All right. Here's what we got to do as if it's routine. (laughs) It is in the training yeah. manual. They probably have drills. They probably have updates. I'm sure Willy Wonka, being the whimsical man, changes that flute tone like twice a year. You know, security reasons, two-factor authentication. He's got to change that flute <laughs> thing every once in a while. They have, they have to have um, choir practice and dance practice in line and with this. A, yeah. And improv because they have to make up a song Making um, yeah, fun of this, morality. making fun of the kid that's dying on the spot. So like they're yeah. really well, yes ending here, but also it's just another day on the job. They're like another kid's about to die. Let's go save them or make the the surviving members think that's what we're doing. Well, even before he does the flute noise, you know, every time a, a an annoying child is about to fuck with his factory, he goes, "No, stop." Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, do it. please." Police help murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also is oddly makes him so much more charming to me. I know. Um, I know. He's like, you fucking suck, but I'm going to let you dig your own hole right now. No, yeah. no one has been in and out of the factory for a long time. So, and, but he also so specifically said he think. was looking, f- but he also said he was specifically looking for children. So I don't think necessarily children have died in the factory for a long time, but they were preparing for children to die <laughs> as soon as he got the succession plan in mind. Yeah. yeah. We got to prep for children dying. Um, also, how did he know a child would get the ticket? Right? I think he and Slugworth did some very Well, no, yeah. Like... I mean, Slugworth was there every single time it was found. So it was yeah. they were hand picked. Um They were putting those That was actually in the hands. Yeah. It was it was that was actually like going to be Candy hev- Man's in on it. It was going to be more heavily implied and they deleted a lot of scenes that basically made it so like he had hand picked Charlie 
ahead of time. And so he had also handpicked these terrible children, which then lends into the conspiracy that he was picking terrible children on purpose to kill them. So it would be almost like a almost like a Dexter situation to where he felt morally right no. to kill the bad eggs. Um, and then it also just so happened he's like, I'm sick of killing people and making chocolate. I'm going to give it to Charlie. I'm going to groom him to be a killer. Yeah. Gray, you're so close, but it's even sicker than that. He handpicked these terrible children and had the Oompa Loompas prepare these moral songs so that his heir, Charlie, would learn these morality tales before inheriting the factory. Because yes. I also know that plays into, I know, a conspiracy theory where, like, he knew that a child would be eliminated at every station. Because after Augustus Gloop goes up that tube, there are a perfect, there's only, an, um, like, the seats on the Wonkatania only fit everyone who's left. Like, what, like Augustus oh, and his yeah. mom would not have fit on that boat. And then same Same with the Wonka-mobile? With the mobile, there's only enough space for Mike TV and his mom and, and maybe and his grandpa. And maybe are there also only enough suits when they go into the TV room? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I don't know if they they didn't really show them get changed into those. But, but there were hooks on the wall. Oh, there, there were hooks yeah. on the wall. And okay. I think maybe so there were probably. only five. So Willy Wonka handpicks Charlie, but he also thinks about what are the four most important lessons my heir must learn. Yeah. A, don't be fat. No, don't get high on your own supply. Oh, true. You can enjoy the chocolate, but if you overindulge, you're out of business. Okay. And then um, follow safety instructions. Yeah, don't don't, don't test, jump the gun. Don't do human testing before the product <laughs> no, is No, I ready. think that was that was arrogance. I think is what it was. Truly, I think it was don't be arrogant. Don't be overly confident. You know, like be more humble because if you, yeah, then if you launch into something and be like, it's done, it's ready, it's perfect, mistakes will happen, you know, and you'll turn into a blueberry. Um, We'll call it little column A, little column B, but in terms of like practicality of running an experimental chocolate factory, yeah, like don't be arrogant and like don't put out a product that's not ready yet. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then um, don't be a selfish like all about the cash. Yeah. Don't be don't be self don't industry. be self obsessed. Um, you know. Yeah. Don't be greedy, overly greedy. Don't be greedy. And don't be uh, don't be demanding. Treat people fairly. These slaves that you own are people too. Um. Yeah. What was what my was TV? My TV? I hate know it all technology. No, he was like <laughs> know a know it all, like pompous kind of. He wasn't less necessarily like, like Veruca was like rude, but Mike TV was just very like know it all, braggy, red, average Redditor type person. Stay I, I, I gotta, I gotta revisit the uh, the lyrics of that Oompa Loompa song. I was distracted by how much more ominous it was. It was so much more <laughs> ominous. It was the final lesson. Yeah, the final lesson. Let me look it's it like up, Charlie. Charlie, if he had gotten obliterated by the fan, the Oompa Loompas would have been like, Oompa Loompa Doopity Dan, don't get drink things without permission. I don't know. Okay, he says, here's what it says. Um, the most, most important thing that we've ever learned, the most important thing we've learned, as far as children are concerned, is never, never let them near a television set. Or better still, just don't install the idiotic thing at all. Um, it rots the senses. Well, no, no, no. Listen, it rots the senses in the head 
It kills imagination dead. It clogs and clutters up the mind. It makes a child dull and blind. He can no longer understand a fairy tale in fairy land. His brain becomes soft as cheese. His thinking powers rust and freeze. He cannot think. He only sees. So it kills the imagination, uh, and he yeah. all he can do is just repeat facts that he knows. Uh, yeah, yeah. Much like us. <laughs> Um, it's like you cannot assume you know everything and you have to keep your imagination fresh yeah you have to be open to like new ideas okay i got it and so he wanted to make sure charlie learned all of these lessons before he gave him the The factory factory. so and if four children had to die so be it um and then the movie just kind of ends yeah he's like oh i'm hey little child no business expertise Clearly also doesn't really know how to handle money because he never had it. Not saying that's his fault, but, like, he doesn't really have a lot of, like, of the practical experience of entrepreneurship. Here's a billion-dollar well, industry. Well, but not was... before the final test of, okay, we're done, bye. And then he had to give him that everlasting gobstopper and that after being Which is integrity. Him, that's integrity. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Iconic. <laughs> Well, I don't know. He said, I want to go on all these adventures, but he didn't say when. Like, I think... I I was under the... I, I think he'd like, go through, like, a management training program, you know? I feel like he's going to be his mentor. Until the he's the Waystar Royco yeah. management yeah. training program. This uh-huh, is how uh-huh, Succession uh-huh. should have happened. Like, <laughs> I really want to watch so Succession could run. Logan Roy should have set up an elaborate... <laughs> Did he not? <laughs> like, Saw style... <laughs> Uh, Set up obstacles, yeah, with his children, and the last man standing can take over the company, right? Yes. Um, Spoilers for season four, it is just Squid Games. Yeah. Um, Um, I think that's all I got, That's all I got. Um, (laughs) I I do have a pretty lengthy trivia batch because this movie is so fascinating and such a big part of our culture. So You have been dropping some nuggets throughout, though. Yes, I have, to try to minimize it. Very quickly, want to say that Wonka Vision is a terrible idea because you lose so much product. <laughs> true, true. I I thought the same thing. And how do you receive fun? How do you receive the money that you're you, that the like chocolate bar is costing? Unless it's like TV deals. Do you have to have a special yeah. Wonka TV? Right. Do you have to pay? Is, is you, does your cable company charge you? It's a, it's a bad plan. It's a bad plan. It was not it's well fine. thought out. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah, I mean, hey, the technology that be a is that Wonka. the technology is is world changing, but in the term in in the eyes of capitalism, pretty useless. Yeah. All right. Well, um, final scores. I'm, I'm gonna. I am gonna. Ding. I am gonna put my appropriate for children to an eight, but I think that's the only score I'm gonna change. Your sit through is still a six, though. <sighs> or hold up, hold up is. I feel like it's got to be more than a four. No, my or hold up follow. is a six. Follow. My follow, I'm gonna raise follow. to a five. Fine, I'll raise to a six, but that's the only thing I'm gonna change. Um. Bonus points. Gene Wilder. Yeah, and also just like, yeah, I'm going to give it just like the general tone of the movie was very consistent throughout and like kind of wacky and 
Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I love that it was just it. wacky. Yeah. And yeah, like all like the bits and stuff from the like the, bits were just, the Wonka Watch They stuff. were just having that was fun. fun. Yeah. Like it, it kind of did make me think like, oh, the world, the whole world is infested. Yeah, I really liked that. The computer yeah. being like, that would be cheating. It def- it, like, oh it my really God. The, up the computer the I wrote, I was like, it's chat GPT. Oh my God. Oh my God, that computer. I forgot about that bit was the, I, that was my favorite bit. <laughs> what would a computer do with the lifetime supply of chocolate? <laughs> I loved like the Sotheby's option auction that was like, this is indeed the last case of Wonka oh, yeah. in the UK. Your majesty. Yeah. Like, all right, the oh, queen of England is. And then yeah, at the end of the movie, Jean is like, I have to get back to the queen on that. And I'm like, oh my God, Lizzie. <laughs> So, uh, Wait do I a give second. the score? How yeah, the score. Old was King Charles when this movie came out? He was like in his twenties. Damn, he was that old? Thirties something? In the early seventies? Yeah, he was already a full adult. Cause I'm like, could he have been one of the children? He was probably in his. He's like late teens, twenties. Which one of the royal children could have been? Oh, could have been on the, the Wonka tour. Tour. Let's see. Ew, probably. Ah, uh, you know what? Fucking Andrew. Oh no! <laughs> probably. We could have gotten rid of Andrew. <laughs> we could have thrown him down the egg chute into the incinerator. You think um, that's the one he would die? That's the way he would go of the fi- of the four. Charles was twenty three when this movie came out. Well, I was thinking of like petulant, spoiled. Uh, would maybe be for a prince um, unless there's like a special punishment for like Andrew was 11 he would have been the perfect age we could have tossed him in a chocolate river <laughs> also he Augustus Gloop was like contaminating the chocolate river but then the Oompa Loompas continued to cream and sugar the chocolate like they were going to continue to like use the product yes because it's yeah. all according to plan um, anyways, do you want to know the fucking score of this movie or not? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So, with the two extra bonus points, it comes out to a 78. All right. Okay. Which is, I think... No, it's not the lowest score on of the good movies. So I Married an Axe Murder was 72. But mm. out of... All of the scores, Allegra's, are all pretty much the highest. Yeah. Um, except for the hot chick, which honestly right. probably could have gotten a little... I mean, no, it deserved the 51. I think it's exactly think, where it needs to be. <laughs> I think I yeah. got the hot chick to its highest possible score. I think you score. did, too. I think you did, too. Yeah, I think you did. Um, and I will... Go through the trivia real quick. So, earlier I asked you guys what you thought the oh, budget of this budget. movie was. Holland, you guessed four. Allegra, you guessed two. And the answer is three. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, Holland went over, so I win. Sure. Um, well, you guys were both a million off, so it's a tie. Um, but the box office was only four Ooh. but it but it received such a following in the 80s 
upon the release of VHS. VHS. So that's where it really got its legs. It was on VHS. Um, Interesting. And some trivia on this movie. So the reactions of the actors and actresses in some of the scenes are genuine and spontaneous. We already mentioned we already mentioned the way Wonka limps out of his factory to greet the golden ticket winners. Everyone's reaction was genuine. Um, when the children first enter the chocolate room and see the candy gardens, everyone's reactions are genuine. Um, when filming oh, the tu- I, yeah. when filming the tunnel scene, the actors' reactions to Wonka's singing were genuine. Peter Ostrom. <laughs> Peter Ostrom, who played Charlie, Jack Albertson, who I think was Mike TV, and Denise Nickerson, who I think was Violet, were all terrified and thought Gene Wilder had gone into a psychotic meltdown. Um, (laughs) In the scene where Wonka is screaming at Charlie and Grandpa Joe, oh, sorry, Jack Albertson was who played Grandpa Joe. Um, Mm -hmm. Ostrom and Albertson's reactions are real. Wilder actually wanted to tell Ostrom beforehand but the director, Mel Stewart, advised strongly against it as to not ruin the illusion of surprise. The Chocolate River was made from 150,000 gallons of water, real chocolate, and cream. Really? The filmmakers had to change the formula for the Chocolate River because originally the concoction they were using turned blood red. Um, Oh my god. Because of the cream, the mixture began to spoil, and by the end of filming it, it smelled terrible. Michael Bolner, who played Augustus Gloop, later described it as dirty, stinky water. And he had to drink it. Um, So, when Gene Wilder died in 2016, Peter Ostrom changed his social media profile to former child actor, veterinarian, Inherited a chocolate factory on the 29th of August, 2016. Aww. Um, Denise Nickerson, who played Violet Beauregard, didn't want to do the nose-picking bit. She had a crush on <laughs> no. Peter Ostrom, who played Charlie, and didn't want to embarrass herself. Um, <laughs> it's a disgusting habit. <laughs> I can think of other ones. I can think of a worse... Yeah, I can think of a worse one. Um, according to Mel Stewart's book, Pure Imagination, The Making of Willy Wonka... The reason everything in Willie's office is cut... Ooh, Willie. No. Um, (laughs) The reason everything in Wonka's office is cut in half was that Stuart couldn't bear the thought of, after going through a whole whimsical and all the creative rooms in the factory, ending the movie in an ordinary office. So everything was cut in half to make the room look more Wonka-esque. Um. The Oompa Loompas were known for hard partying off set, even traveling in a limo together to bars. Um, Peter Ostrom went through puberty during the film. This is evident as voice as his voice is higher during the duet of I've got the golden, I've got a golden ticket and is much deeper later in the film, such as during the bubble scene. Also in one scene towards the end, he relatively towers over Paris who was Mike TV. Mike TV. Oh, Mike TV. And that, then there's the facts. Um, All right, well, do we need to flip a coin? Oh, yeah, let me go grab the coin real quick. Oh, wait, it's gray, though. I don't know, we're so bad at flipping coins. Do you guys want to flip it? Call it on three. One, two. Heads. Holland, can we talk about how fucking that good was that was? That was a very good flip. I'm was, proud of you. You said heads gray? Yeah. 
It's, it's heads. heads! Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I don't... I, I don't really like any of my movies. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have left? Um, oh... Okay. 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 Uh, so I'm between two right now. Oh, oh great. I think I know which I one, know you, which should one you should do. If you want, because I think at this point... I'm going for the more I, fun... You, nope, shut up. Do you want me to shut talk, up. talk about scores before we make a decision? want me to tell you what the scores are? No, because I think either one, I know I'm going to get really high on like one or two and then like probably pretty low on the other ones. So no matter what, I think it'll be comparable. They'll just be the different scores. Because I'm between Back to the Future and Spy Kids. I'm going to say fuck it, and I'm going Spy Kids. Yes! Okay! I'm in. I'm down. I'm That's down. the one I want to I think choose. Scores or not, it's going to be the more fun watch, because I haven't seen it in a very long time. That's yeah. true. But you we fucking loved yeah. this yeah. movie. We yes. loved this movie. I loved the second one. The th- yes. Yeah. There was a third one. Um, and I yeah, cannot honestly, wait to I, watch I support, this. I support it. I support it. Let's do it. Because I think Back okay. to the Future might be safer. But I don't want to watch But that. you know what? Yeah, but exactly. Spy Kids, Spy Kids also probably has a higher appropriate for children score. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think, I think nostalgia will be high. I think sit-throughability yeah. will be high for better or for worse. <laughs> I think appropriate for children will be high. I think does it hold up? will be mid and I think can I follow will be a complete disaster and I cannot wait. <laughs> okay, I'm really ex- I'm so happy we're finally watching Spy Kids. I honestly can't believe it's taken us this long Three seasons? to watch Spy Kids. I know. Meg is going to be thrilled. I'm so I'm excited. Oh, is this one she actually has nostalgia for? <laughs> Probably, but also because it's just it's the kind of movie I know that she likes to watch for this podcast, which is Fun bad. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, I'm yeah, so excited. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Okay, okay cool. But, so next but week fill, me in, fill me in on the scores. Fill me in on the scores. Okay. So this is with Allegra has a movie. Oh, wait, we were, belt. I was like, I was like 23 points below you and you were like 20 points below Allegra. And so now Allegra is at a 78 higher. So that means she's at like 100 points above you. Yeah. Which means she's at like a hundred and thirty points above me. So yeah, so right so now. I just, so I just I'm fighting for you. Yeah, so I got an extra I got a point in the poll last week, so I'm at two oh one and Allegra's at three oh one. So I am not catching Allegra because I highly doubt any of the movies I have left are gonna be a hundred. Um and then Gray, you're at one seventy seven. So you're twenty four points behind me. So, so I, I need my movie to get 24 more points than you. Am I yeah. winning no matter what? And, yeah, oh, I think I think Allegra is winning no matter what. Yeah, I think you Allegra's... just I think you just locked in the the drivers championship. <gasps> we won one one. <laughs> and I so I think if I end up getting a bad one, I could then I'm done so. But depending on what my good one is, it, I have to be really street stuck. Strategic. Strategic about this. Strategic. Like a fucking brain aneurysm. 
I have to be very strategic with a good movie choice if the coin flips my way. So, so yeah, it's a battle for second at this point. So it's Leclerc it. versus Perez uh, from last year. So we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so yeah, next week, hell yeah, we're watching Spy Kids. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Um, next, or er, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Please send us your pre-watch notes for either Spy Kids or Willy Wonka. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and also, if please check our Instagram stories every Friday so you can vote on our scores. And that's all we have for today. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation.